0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here. The one and only Sean McAfee is back as my co-host today. We talk about uh, getting old. We are both getting older and realizing it in more ways than we would like to. I also talk about uh, how getting older and my pride are conflicting with each other, and I'm not really sure how to deal with that. I share a story from our local softball league that my wife and I have been playing in, and at uh, least to a good conversation. We also do something very strange here for. our show we read from the catechism (laughs) we talk about struggling in prayer pretty often on this show and i finally realized that the catechism actually talks about uh and it has uh, it talks about struggling in prayer and actually has some great advice and acknowledges that we struggle in prayer so we dive through uh some of those very surprising uh little paragraphs there in the catechism we hope that you enjoy sean and i's conversation if you do please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening have fun Yeah, And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is a man who uh, neither of us thought that he would return this quickly. That's Mr. Sean McAfee. Hello, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, I think we did this like three weeks ago. and We were joking <laughs> how I'll see you next year.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, for people who, ha- who have listened in the last month, they know who you are again. But you're one of the original co-hosts, uh, and you you filled in for somebody four weeks ago. And, uh, just being a co-host of this show just means that your life is going to be in shambles at least a few times a year because I have the four co-hosts, but, uh, of of the four of them, there's just always something going on where they have to take a break. And a lot of it's like, it's real stuff, you know? So I'm making fun of them because they're my friends, but I'm not making fun of the reasons that they're (laughs) taking breaks. Right. But, uh. Uh, I, I didn't, uh, we, I, I, we finally got everybody back and then another one fell off. So, uh, you are back as, as, um, you're not one of the top four, but you're top six, like you're a normal fill in now. And I'm, and I'm happy with, I'm happy with that. We've taken the, we've taken the next step in our friendship. We haven't, uh, I'm going to stop the analogy there, but, uh, nice to have you back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I, I acknowledge now that I am a sixth round draft pick.
0: No, no, no. First round. But fifth or sixth pick for sure. Fifth yeah. or sixth pick for sure. So I know that uh, when's the last time you listened to this podcast?
1: Uh like a full episode. I know it was one of the Father Sharapa ones because you two are just so hilarious. Not to say nobody else is good at co hosting, but um I think it might have been like four months ago and I don't remember the topic. Ooh, boy. If it catches my if it catches me on Instagram and I'm like, I want to hear more of that with your lips. I'll Uh I'll always go there, but I don't know. Time is limit time time is a limitation for me.
0: Yeah. So you are on the show more often than you listen, which means you're really stepping into (laughs) co-hosts. You know, I used to listen to every episode when I
1: was a co-host, I'd go on every episode, just you know, not just for the inside jokes and to keep up with it, but just to be like, okay, well, how am I, you know, benchmarking myself as a co-host? Like, is there something that we're all doing in common that I need to keep up with? I was trying to be smart about it. Uh,
0: and then But you to you up. it just looks <laughs> lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, gave up. Uh, I, I um I thought that it was gonna be I was trying to set you up well, but instead I asked a question that hurt my own feelings. Uh, <laughs> but but because you said that uh, your wife has been listening to the show, and I figured that at some point you would spend time with her and maybe they all would have listened to an episode together.
1: But she, you like- listens to like all well, I'll say all the good podcasts, not like all the podcasts, but definitely like clerical speaking, this one. Uh, maybe a couple others that have to do like mommy Catholicism, but yeah. Is that a She's real thing? The podcast listener?
0: Is that mommy catholic? You, you said that's, you said that's me putting my brand name on it. <laughs> I okay. Because I didn't think that's so the genre. because I knew I know what my show's called. I know that it's not called clerical speaking. And then you said the mommy catholic body. I'm like, there's no way that's the name. <laughs> mommy <laughs> Catholicism, yeah. You you got you got clerically speaking wrong too. So um, what did I say, uh, clerical speaking? Yeah, you
1: sure did. You sure did. Cle- clerically. Uh, I knew it. Uh,
0: you're moving very quickly out of the top six here. So. <laughs> See you next year. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I should have stuck with what I said when you were on a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, you actually texted me. You were like, my wife says I need to be a co-host. And you kind of guilted me into it. So like, I, I think, honestly, the only reason that you're here is, one, I had a need. And two your your wife is guilting both of us into this i think
1: she's good she's good at uh, <laughs> not just manipulating but uh she is really good at helping people make decisions that are good for them and that's my way of saying she's good at being forceful
0: i love how you started by saying like admitting that she's a good manipulator <laughs>
1: you're not just <laughs> manipulating <laughs>
0: At first, it was just me you're offending, and now you're offending the reason that you're she's on gonna the show. She's going to hear me say
1: that, and she's going to get real mad.
0: I know, I know she is. And then so. she's going to get mad
1: because I said that she's going to get mad, which she never does.
0: Uh, and then you, and then she's going to get mad that you said that she was going to get mad. Exactly. She, we, could, we could go on forever. We, we could do an entire show. But here's how I'd like to start off today's show. You ready for this? Go ahead. I'm an idiot, and I'm incredibly mad at myself.
1: I'm an idiot, too. Go
0: on. Okay. okay. Uh, wh- why do y- Why are you agreeing
1: so quickly? <laughs> well, I hurt myself last I, Friday.
0: I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. <laughs> to see
1: if you still feel?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not oh, know no, that did, song? Did you, put it, did you, stick, you uh, stick a needle I in your eye,
1: cross your heart, and hope to die? Today.
0: <laughs> you don't know that song? Wow. I'm I
1: don't know if I do. <laughs> You're super old.
0: Okay. You hurt yourself last Friday. I hurt myself last night. What happened to you?
1: Well, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a total moron, but let me just put it this way. I crashed a golf cart and it wasn't out of messing around. There was no foul play. I wasn't sitting there being an idiot. Legitimately crashed a golf cart. I had a kind of a heavier set guy in the passenger seat. We took a turn right on the course on the path and uh, wasn't even going full speed. And we just tipped right over and I got whiplash, like really bad whiplash. Um, Re aggravated a neck injury that I've had for quite a while now that goes back to my Air Force days. But yeah, I had to be on bed rest Saturday and Sunday and most of yesterday. And it's still, I still can't turn my neck past that. Can't, can't turn my chin over my shoulder. Yeah. Crashing a golf cart. I was like, nobody got it on film either because I would have loved to share it.
0: You're not going to be able to look behind you to see your wife coming to beat you up for all your comments today. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to see her coming. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> How'd you um, get hurt? I, before we get to my story, I, I didn't realize that yours was golf cart related. As you were talking, I was like, I think I have one, two, I have like three visible scars on my body. And I, the largest visible scar is on my hand. I'm not even sure if you can see it. But right here, I have a very large slice. Like you could, you could see my, I could, I've seen my thumb bone before. That's not something that everybody's, that everybody can say. Oh man, Uh, you're making
1: me get chills.
0: Yeah. I, I I sliced my hand open when I was, when I was just but a wee lad. And I'm going to give you one guess as to what I was doing. Playing with a knife. Uh, No. uh, When I say I'm going to give you one guess, it probably has something to do with something that's already been said on the show, Jonathan.
1: Oh, no. I don't know. I got so many guesses. you stuck are, are your you, hand under a lawnmower uh,
0: no Sean, have we talked about a lawnmower today? What's the oh. story you just shared? You golf doofus? carts Yes <laughs> you sliced your hand open on a golf cart? <laughs> I was driving a golf cart and I was just a I was just a little kid and we uh we started spinning and I put my hand out to try to stop us and the top of the the there was like a like you know like the golf like the ball cleaner things. Yeah. Um, I, I reached out to grab one of those, but the ball cleaner wasn't on top. There was just a, a spiky piece of metal at the top, and I oh, sliced my, my hand open. So I, too, have had a uh, golf cart. That sounds like good. a
1: lawsuit you should have gone for. Gosh. Mm. Well, uh, well, they should have probably not let a kid drive that golf cart. They're probably yeah, that's, that defense. Probab- that's probably part of it. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> probably get a counter, Sue.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my and our dad would be like, you hurt my child. And then they'd be like, well, who was driving? you would be like, I'm gonna leave
1: now. He would. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr.
0: So uh but that that was uh, that was even back when I was a kid. I was still in good shape. Uh but you know hey, you're in good shape. No, I no I'm not. I've become round round is a, a shape. A, I've become Taylor. a lo- larger and larger and larger shape. But uh and that's you <laughs> didn't, didn't
1: like my joke, did you? Uh
0: I, I was getting to it. But uh <laughs> I'm mad at myself because uh I hurt myself yesterday. I pulled my hamstring playing softball yesterday. Oh. And it is nobody's fault but mine. I am I'm I'm just so mad at myself because um uh, for for a couple reasons. One, th- there's there's two reasons. Uh and they might even be one. It might be one and then like even under number one. But pride is number one the reason that that I got hurt. One, because like I used to be special, you know, like I used to be somebody like I used to be a really good athlete. And there's there's there is part of me that still thinks I'm a really good athlete. The second part of me that's incredibly broken is uh, other than my hamstring is that I am obsessed with numbers and data obsessed with numbers and data I, I i love it so like when it comes to like our p- podcast and youtube and how, and how how things are going on socials and uh but also like w- with within sports itself and this comes back from when i was a kid you know slicing my hand o- open <laughs> in golf carts like i was all i've always been obsessed with like baseball player stats you know batting average how many right. home runs they got so right. over the course of this season going into last night i was batting 700 in our softball league, I don't.
1: Wow. Do you, you, you know baseball? <laughs> yeah, it's uh seventy percent of the time you're getting a hit.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, which is um, like professional baseball players. Like now, I'm
1: not hitting against people throwing. Right. Against, I'm playing soft. Sure. I'm, I'm playing sure. soft pitch. Seven hundred is still good You know, but for like hit. Yeah, I mean, exactly. somebody didn't catch it. Not, not just I made contact.
0: Yeah, so I, I I'm betting seven hundred going into the game, and I'm like. I'm feeling pretty good about the season. Like I'm like, like I'm taking like healthy pride in like I'm doing well. Like I'm 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 hitting well. I'm one of you know like one of the better hit uh, one of the better if not the best hitter on the team. I'm playing well in the field. Like I'm playing shortstop. You know, a fat guy playing shortstop is just hilarious, but like there's there's an athlete hidden under this punch. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, I I can still move around. I we've turned a couple of double plays. Like I feel like I'm contributing pretty well to the team. Uh but good man. <laughs> here, here, here's how I'm. Here's how broken I am. uh Nobody else does this in the entire league. But every time I get a hit, which is seventy percent of the time, I get on base and I open up my phone immediately and I go to a note that I have in my phone and I say, you know, single or double or if I get out, I put grounded out or if I get an RBI, wow, I put RBI. You are obsessed with your data, like, even your yeah. own. So like that's a it's a part of me that's weird and I and I and I admit that like it's a part of me that that is neither good nor bad but it's just kind of neutral right, but those two things came to a head yesterday because in the in the first inning I I grounded out which means now I'm batting under 700 right you don't have to you don't have to be a huge math whiz to know that if you get out while you're batting 700 your average goes down well like I, and I'm used to hitting like bombs out into the outfield, right? So I hit a grounder, got out. And I'm already mad, right? So the yeah. next the next uh time I come up to the plate, I hit another grounder, pretty hard hit grounder in into the infield, but I know that I'm going to have to run it out right. in order to be safe. And I'm like, I've already I've already brought my average down. I need to run this out so that my average doesn't go lower. And what did I do? For, like I I've known for years because backstory you slid to first i did not slide to first oh. but uh, <laughs> i almost fell to first because i pulled my hamstring on the way um but there's just backstory like I, I i uh in high school where i was the second fastest kid in high school i ended up running track and caught like i was fast right and a big part of being fast is i have strong hamstrings but i'm not using them like i used to i'm not using those as consistently as I used to but then also i have these old injuries like i ripped my hamstrings my senior uh, year of high school i pulled my my other one uh when i was running my first year in college i was just never the same i was just never the same after i after i ripped that hamstring that's the same sure. one that i hurt last night but because of that like i know i'm getting old like there's this amount of pride of like yes i used to be something better and like i still have spurts of like doing well right i still have spurts yep. of like looking okay but yep. this pride and this obsession with uh with the numbers made me do something i vowed not to do 5 years ago i could i Uh-oh. could just never run my full speed again my full speed was something special so even yeah. if i'm running 80% like i'm still i'm still moving pretty well right Right. Uh, but you know i've already set up the scenario i start running full speed and sure enough after 6 seconds of running full speed pop, pop. I, you know i, I pulled, pulled my hamstring Ugh. and just so mad at myself because Sean, I know better. I know. I know that this is not the first time. This is not the first time I felt old. This is not the first time I've hurt my hamstring. This is not the first time I've made a vow not to run full speed. This is not the first time my pride has gotten in the way of my life. And yet I'm still making the same freaking mistakes. And I'm so mad at myself.
1: (laughs) I know exactly how that feels. It might might not come for you any, but um, I injured my rotator cuff whenever I was really young in the air force. Um, And And I always promise myself that, you know, they, they call them like, what does the doctor call that? They say, uh, mobility limitations, you know, don't don't stop playing baseball. Don't stop playing softball or whatever it is that you enjoy. Just, uh, what they say? um, Modify. Modify your movement. So I've done that for years. And then I get into, uh, get into little league baseball because my 11 year old is at that level now. And, um, they asked me to pitch to the whole team and I throw like a hundred, maybe 150 balls over the plate and that night i didn't i didn't know it while i was throwing it like your hamstring is is obvious immediately that you that you ripped it or you stretched it too hard but your shoulder can be a little bit different you won't know for a few paces afterwards or maybe an hour afterwards that you really hurt it and i'm telling you i re-aggravated something that happened like 15 years ago your body has memory yeah um that your scar- brain literally is not really always scar tissue. remembering yeah. It's
0: liter- literal it, like your body keeps the score. Your body has yep. the memory of scar tissue. And like that's why you that's why you and I and everybody else re-injures ourselves in the same place. is yeah. because there's literal scar tissue and scar tissue doesn't move like muscle fibers do. And like that's why right. we or like like rotator or whatever, right? Like that's uh, I'm just so frustrated. I know this. I know this. I, yeah. know this! <laughs> and I yeah. did it anyway. Well, hopefully um, you heal up quick. I, I hope so too, because here here's the thing is like this was so most of like, I I haven't played in anything competitive in a long time. Other like, I play in a, a weekly, like, pickup basketball, but there's not standings. There's not playoffs. It's just, we're, we're just playing, and mostly it's just so that, it's just a bunch of people my age, a, a little bit younger, a little bit older, trying to stay in shape. We're all dads. We're all right. busy. Like, but if we schedule and, it and, tr- and we're all trying together. To
1: social.
0: Yeah. And just, like, we're just. But like we're competitive, like during the game. But then the right. game's over, and we switch teams, and we—it's not. There's no yeah. connection to it, right? So this is right. the first thing that I've done that's like competitive sports, where like we're we're relying on people, and so like uh, all the lessons that I've learned, like and people were like, "Oh, you should have warmed up." Like you don't understand, Sean. I got there an hour early because I know this about myself. Like, I yeah. It's, it's this frustration of like, I was almost there. Like I know myself well enough that I got there early. I warmed up. I stretched like crazy. I iced it before I iced it the, the night before I have a massage gun. Like I literally know all this stuff. Like it's not this, like, it is pride, but it's not this pride. And like, I don't think that I'm who I am when I was 21 years old, but yeah. I still think I'm better than I, than I am. Right. And it was the, the thing that frustrated me the most was that was halfway through the first game of a doubleheader, and I had to sit there in pain. It hurt quite a bit. Uh, you know, I had to sit there in pain, but also this mental anguish of like being mad at myself, but then also like having to see my team, like they they lost the game. We lost the next game because like one of the better players is a freaking idiot, and he got hurt and he couldn't play anymore. It's so stupid. I ended up hurting. Not only hurting myself, but like right. hurting the team, not just right. last night. Like those, those were our second to last and third to last games of the regular season. Next week's our last game of the regular season. And then we're going to the playoffs. And Sean, I, honestly, I, I, I clearly wasn't able to play last night. And we lost right. both games that we probably could have won. And so that bumped us down in the, in the, in the standings. I'm probably not going to be able to play. And even if I do play next week, I'll be hobbled.
1: And like, do you need I, me to drive out there?
0: Yeah, I, I might, I might, I might need you to, uh, but here's the thing, because your right rotator cuff is hurt, you're going to have to play left-handed. <laughs> so, you know, so you don't get hurt is, too. Is it
1: only hurts like above the arm movement. Everything, in fact, it just popped on the way down. This thing sucks.
0: <laughs> you, you just hurt yourself in a, on a podcast.
1: <laughs> on a podcast, yeah, it just pops. Yeah, I'm going to we'll probably schedule surgery after uh, Thanksgiving. But Really?
0: You think it's that bad, huh?
1: Yeah, I had an MRI with uh, with the chemical in it, and they said it's called a slap tear. There's basically like this little pocket in there that's supposed to have muscle fused to the to the rotator, to the ball and the joint, mm-hmm. but it's not. So what they have to do is they kind of have to clip the tendon. It's actually a bicep issue. People don't realize that. It's a bicep issue, and they have to drill a hole into your bone, stuff it in there, and then sew <laughs> it in. Gross. It's strange, but they said that that's what works. I'm like, who's the who are the people who come up with these... Methods of doing these surgeries like that. There are, you know, wh- who did they pitch that to in the, right. the medical <laughs> examination review board when they're like, hey, I want to drill a hole into somebody's bone and then stuff the muscle in there?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that tear happened 15 years ago or did that happen just in the, the mo- tear? In the tear definitely
1: happened 15 years ago. Okay, I've wow. been on limited mobility why, why, with why it didn't since you, then. If
0: you're like, what, what, okay. So, like, what made you want to get the MRI and get surgery now ish than
1: 15 years ago? that is a complicated answer um i'll try to be short for you though um at the point in time whenever i had it i was in the air force it wasn't probably going to be very friendly for me to get the surgery because i was also getting out of the air force um there would just be i don't know there just felt like too many complications there you know you, before you get out of service you're trying to do things like your wisdom teeth anything else you can get kind of buttoned up but also you're trying to think about what kind of disability you can get when you get out so i didn't want to like exactly correct it and kind of throw things off with the rest of my future because I wanted to be able to claim this as disability in the future too. Um, Also, I don't know if surgery really would have been like supported while I was so young. Cause you know, doctors, when you're 20, 22 years old, they'll say, well, you could just give it time and see if it corrects itself. And then they're going to recommend surgery. And then 15 Um,
0: years later, you get a second, you go to your follow-up appointment. 15 (laughs) years later, it starts really
1: (laughs) aching again. And I'm like, I'm tired of this. I got to just be an adult and go have a doctor look at it. And I I hate going to the doctor. And there's just something about it. I always just have, I've always had the stigma of just not being told that I can't function right, um, or I don't want to take pills, or I don't want to complicate things in my life. But it was finally time to do it. And I'm right at that cutoff with this injury that... Once you turn over 40, like they don't start recommending too many more surgeries because you're not really going to benefit from it. You're going to benefit more from just limiting, completely limiting your activities. Um, but I'm at this point right now at 37 years old where they're like, look, this is your last chance to probably get it in and be able to do things like that for the rest of your life if you take care of it well and do physical therapy. So it's kind of the decision point.
0: That's that's fascinating. Um Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's where i'm at here's where i'm at with 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 my, i think the big lesson that i learned was a lesson that i've been um it, it connects to my weight loss journey too, my or my weight gain and then trying to weight weight loss journey thing too yeah is you know i mentioned that i have these moments where i still think that i'm who i used to be you know right 225 pounds with the six pack like i'm i'm 60 pounds since that guy you know when i was on that base path running full speed it's like i was thinking so short term i was so short-sighted right that like even if i would have e- even the reason that i was running full speed which was i didn't want to get out because i didn't want to get out and i didn't want to bring my average down and i didn't and i didn't want our team to lose right by making the decision in the short term i ruined all three of those things in the long term I ruined yeah. my ability to get a hit later. I ruined my ability to help the team later. And I ruined our ability to to win later, right? So it was this short-sighted thing of like, I'm going to try to fix it with a quick fix. And, yeah. and the long-term is going to suffer, right? It's the sure. same thing with my late-loss stuff. Like, this happens every time, every single time. This is probably the longest I went of like being active, like, walking, playing basketball, playing softball, and not getting hurt. Usually I have this big, like, urge, like, surge in my heart, surge in my mind of, like, I'm going to lose weight, and I stick to it, and then two months later, I I hurt myself. I hurt my knee. Uh, I, I I pull a muscle, or I hurt my sure. feet, or plantar fasciitis comes Like, something always happens to right. where then I have to sit down and rest, and then I gain all the weight back, if not more. Like, it's that, yeah. that's the cycle that I've been on for right. years, Right. Um, and it's the same thing that I, it's the same thing that I did. Right. Because I, I was going for the short term or I was try- going for the quick fix and I ruined what I actually want in the medium to long term. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's my biggest takeaway from this is that like now, like our, our team's going to be, our team's worse when I'm not playing like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a good player and, and I'm frustrated because like, I was already frustrated because like our team had been losing and I, I want to win and I'm doing all that we can to win. So like it was a decision made out of frustration and uh, now I'm going to be frustrated for even longer. It's just like everything that I wanted in the moment did not work out for the long term. Like there's clearly connections to weight loss. There's clearly connections to like why we choose to sin in the short term. It's like, oh, this will make me feel better in the short term. I short-term. wondered if you were going to bring it around to
1: culpability and, you know, our, our uh – Ability to try to put quick band-aids on our near occasions of sin and be like, oh, you know, I can handle this. No, it's always a near occasion of sin because you are you are just not going to get over those things that you're addicted to or those... Um, images that you like to see, or those, you know, those, that gossip that you like to do, you know, even if you just say, okay, I can make this one exception. You can watch this movie, or I can have that conversation or eat that, you know, maybe gluttony has been a, a struggle for some people. Maybe you
0: think maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know. Gluttony gluttony's
1: pretty intentional. And I think, I think most of us are spiritually uh, it, glutt- spiritually glut gluttony. It, 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 it is.
0: It is. Yeah. Uh, did you just say spiritual gluts? That's a hilarious term spiritual, that you said by
1: Spiritual accent. gluttons. Yeah. Um, i
0: Uh, That's not what you said. (laughs) Gluts. You you said. I think my audio is
1: coming in halfway. You heard me say clerical too.
0: (laughs) Which is yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I wondered if you were going to turn it over to that because immediately while you were saying some of those things, especially you're like, I hurt the team. Look, even when we sin, we are always hurting the body of Christ. We're always hurting the church. You know, bringing that with us into the communion that we're supposed to have with the rest of the body. It's, it's horrible. I'm sure we're going to go on a tangent with that.
0: No, that's yeah, it's it's good, and because like me. Hitting at 80%, me running at 80%, me fielding at 80% is is better than me being hurt. One, and it's right. also better than like most of the people out there. Like how many people out there used like were college athletes at some point? Like not not a not a Very ton, few. right? Like like I'm I, I'm a good athlete even when I'm going 80%. Great. And I and I I am now at 10% because I tried to go a hundred for six seconds. Like it's just it's it's just so frustrating. So there there was some insight in, in into sin and the whole like, you know the the two biggest takeaways were the literally having to sit and watch right. how the team suffered because, because I made a decision and I was suffering like, Your like examination literally of conscience. Yes. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sit there in this crappy moment for an hour and a half and watch two losses uh, while I'm sitting there. icing for 20 minutes off for 20 minutes. icing for 20, like just uh. so, just so mad. Like, yeah, it was just so frustrating. So, that That's the lesson that I learned. Like, it was just the, the most apparent, right? Because typically, right. like, if I get hurt playing basketball, it's like, okay, I'm out. I'll see you on a few weeks when I'm better. And they just kind of fill in. They change the teams and stuff. But it's like, now it actually I, I, does, does, you know, a, a rec softball league matter, matter in the grand scheme of things. No, but it's like, it's something we all care about. And it's fun to care about something together, right? Just like you know sure. does does our fandom of the NFL or MLB actually matter no but it's fun to care about something together it's fun when the like the you know your your baseball team is in the playoffs it's fun when your for football sure. team is winning for the first time in years go texans yeah. it's it's fu- it's a communal fun experience and i just like ruined that communal fun experience for myself in the short term because of a very short term decision so um yeah. i feel like i'm re- i'm i'm uh, repeating myself at this point so we're going to get it out of the segment but any uh, <laughs> any final thoughts that that you have about uh your golf cart injury or my injury or both of us being stupid, or I was were really gonna... embarrassed. <laughs> I
1: was really embarrassed because there were a few. It was it was kind of near the clubhouse, and thankfully, like nobody saw it. But there were a few people practicing on the putting practice putting green, and they heard it slam over, and they just kind of looked up and looked back down. Like I was first of all really annoyed with myself that I actually crashed a golf cart without any intention or, or no you know screwing around or anything like that. And then I was a little upset that like nobody was concerned. Like I literally just crashed me and a person down on the ground, smacked pretty hard, and nobody came over to see if I was okay. you know I was just like I don't know it, it, it hurt me on multiple levels, but um yeah, my neck is getting better, and I'm glad for that thanks be to god
0: uh it's it's interesting to to hear you say that because you said that like you felt uh, embarrassed, right right do you think that people maybe didn't go help because acknowledging it would have then thinking maybe it would have brought I mean, Whenever more you see
1: some, whenever you like, the only points in time that you see somebody crash a golf cart is when they're messing around, and I think that those people thought we were like joking around and having fun, and we might have been laughing about it afterwards, like quite a bit afterwards. But immediately, like that, that thought went through my mind: like they're not coming over because they think that we were just jerking around or something. And that I don't know. I was annoyed by that, but that goes into my. Decision to not not judge others just because they are I don't know making a making an assumption about what was going on I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I am. I'm just uh, yeah. angry that you would have another uh, overweight person that you're hanging out with. I I would love to be the person in a crashed golf cart with you, Sean. I feel like we, I feel like it should have been me.
1: <laughs> well, we can make that happen.
0: <laughs> All right, um, bring,
1: your, bring your clubs.
0: Like you think I own golf clubs? Come on.
1: Uh-oh. Okay, so, <laughs> we'll share mine.
0: Here's what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And this was a pretty uh, clearly a lot of frustration. My leg literally hurts as we're as we're recording this. Uh, But when we come back, one of the themes that we've been talking about here recently is like um, my prayer and struggles in prayer and trying to find some um, some like. You know, momentum, to forward momentum in prayer. And I think that I found some and I'd like to share about that and uh, actually some advice the church has uh, about struggling in prayer as well. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's that time of year again. The air is getting a little crisper. Leaves are changing color and the aromas of pumpkin and cinnamon treats are in the air. Whether that sounds good for you or great as you begin your uh, you know, you're going to be having these for your Halloween parties, your Thanksgiving parties. And yes even your Christmas parties. Christmas is going to be here faster than you know it This is the perfect season to try a loaf of the world-famous monk's bread. Their raisin cinnamon, maple cinnamon, seasonal pumpkin spice bread joined their already impressive lineup of eight delicious varieties, and it ships right to your door. These monks make it in their monastery in western New York. They also have famous biscotti, fruitcake jams, and even more. And every time that you buy this, it's supporting the monks in all of the ministry that they do. So if you want to buy this for yourself, to try it out. And then, you know, as you're starting to plan your gift giving season, MonksBread.com. MonksBread.com. Forte23 is the discount is the discount code that you will use if you want 10% off. That's forte23 at MonksBread.com. Enjoy. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll and that is Sean Athan McAfee. So uh, one of the things I was explaining to Sean since he did not listen to the show, that over the last few weeks I've been I've actually ha- I've been talking about some like struggles in prayer. And some kind of like realizations of like things that I need to do in prayer. Like, you know, so just a quick recap for those of you who don't, you who listen like Sean does once every four months, things have gotten pretty dry in my prayer. And so I had, things got dry. So I slipped up and stopped doing it. And then I started doing it again, just out of like, I know I need to do this, but it was still really dry. And then I was like, why am I trying to like reinvent the wheel? Why not go back to like things that I, I essentially went back to like, what's the holiest i've ever been in my life and it's when i was going to adoration It's when i was praying with scripture so the update the other part is like i was struggling with like i have so much to do that you know prayer kind of seemed like i i i i'm not accomplishing anything so i need to go i need to go do something where i'm accomplishing something okay so all that's kind of in this and if you want longer explanations of that go listen to the last few weeks of, of the show but after all that being said, and that's all on my mind, I'm, I I go and I travel to to give a talk up in up in Iowa. So uh, where they put me is they put me in the rectory, like where the priests live. Like and they it was not nice. It was a, it was a nice house. I had this cool. whole like house to myself. Like it was it was really With a really kitchen. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kitchen yeah. Is, is, is two story. It was one of those fancy places that has two flights of stairs going to the same place. <laughs> I, I always loved that. My aunt's house had that when I was a kid. And I always felt like I was like, I always felt covert somehow. I was like, I was downstairs. Now I'm upstairs. Now I'm downstairs somewhere else. You know? Yeah, so-
1: <laughs> I always wondered about that. Like the big Beverly Hills typical style staircases. Like you said, right. the end. Is that because of the traffic or is that because people are like mad at each other and they don't want to like be with each other? I- <laughs> Oh, so
0: I, I see what you're saying is like you're saying like the the fancy ones that like you could see both of them. These right. are like stairs on one side of the house and stairs on one side of the house because oh, yeah. the house is so big that you, you know, why walk we all the way over there to those stairs? stairs yeah. you know? So I'm, I'm staying at this at this place and I have all this stuff in my head. I'm literally I have done. I I have set myself up perfectly to uh, do two things that I've been talking about on this show quite a bit. One, go on my walks. <laughs> I wow. just I just put my thumbs up. <laughs> and i don't know if it was zoom or apple but it's now doing thumbs up wow on that's the awesome street. keep it Don't edit that out. <laughs> i don't know if i can do it okay. again uh, yeah let's try again Aww. oh it's so silly okay now okay. now the podcast listeners and youtube watchers are both disappointed together uh, welcome to our lives so uh i'm staying at the church so i traveled up there on on a tuesday on um The week before and on Monday, I did enough work that I barely had much of my like my normal work to do, like editing video, audio editing. Like I had slated it out where I could because I wanted to be where I am every time. Anytime I'm traveling, I'd like to just be there and like you know be present, physically, mentally, spiritually, all those things. Right. So I I did all that. Tuesday's travel day, Thursday's travel day, Wednesday I don't really have a ton to do until uh, the uh, the event in the evening. Speaking to like their youth ministry kickoff. Right. So perfect um, time for rocket league. No, I, I don't play rocket league when I'm not at my house. That's hard to do. So, so my plan is to do a holy hour. And to go walk. Like, I want to do a walk and just kind of relax. It's a beautiful city. Like, the the weather's nice. Like, I've been complaining for months about how hot it's been in Texas. Finally, we got some relief here in Texas, too. But, like, I'm up north. Like, it feels nice. I want to go on a walk. They have rivers. Like, that's not something we have here, you know? (laughs) Like, there's some nice parks I want to go see. So, like, that's my plan. It's like, I literally had nothing on 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 my schedule. And then I woke up Wednesday. Woke up Wednesday. And three of the projects that I had worked on and, like, got finished up there was some problem with it. Like one of the videos that I exported on Monday for whatever, like I, I didn't like it's it doesn't seem like it was user error. It's not something I have all the time. Like I export, I don't know, 30 to 40 podcasts or videos a week. And it just didn't work. It just didn't oh, like man. it. Was the, it was the full size. So- like there's all these things that I can see just because I do this all the time that, like, oh, I messed up here or we didn't do this right. It's just like I there's no visible mistake. It just exported a a file that just wouldn't open. So I had to re-export that. And like, I'm not like it, that is a way easier thing to do on my home computer and my home internet than it is to do on my old laptop on, you know, like uh, church, Iowa church internet, right? Like it's just, it just becomes becomes a harder thing. So I'm I'm waking up with that. I'm feeling bad about that. Then I get another email about an issue that another show has that, that we did. Like, it's just all this stuff that like, it wasn't like, mistakes which is like there's just an issue an issue arose so i'm having to like put out fires all wednesday morning this is supposed to be my relaxing day right I'm putting out fires all day so i i I essentially have to uh oh one of them was my fault one of them was was me i just completely forgot about a show when i got into town tuesday like uh, we got into town tuesday we had a long drive we went to go eat i had a great conversation with the lady at the church and i just kind of i just kind of assumed that i had gotten everything done before i got there and i forgot right. that i had one last thing i needed to do so a show the whole that was show. supposed to a whole, a whole show. A whole show that was supposed to post uh, Wednesday morning at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's the most, the most time when podcasts come out. I just completely forgot about it. And so I had to edit that show and get it out. And then we went and had lunch. And then I was putting out the other two fires. Wow. And literally, Sean, we're leaving at 5 to go get ready for the youth ministry thing. I look at my, at, at my clock, and it's 4.15. What did I? What was my plan? I had two things for two hours to do. Uh, the bubbles are happening. An hour. And this is an driving hour me crazy. Of
1: Eucharistic adoration, which now you don't have time for, and no time right? for a walk.
0: And time for a walk. So now I have a decision to make. One, keep working because there's some other stuff I could have kept doing. And now I'm frazzled. I'm frazzled from from all this stuff. Right. I'm supposed to be, you know, mentally preparing for my talk, praying for my talk, which is which was the holy hour. So, I, uh, and then like especially when i travel it's good for me to walk and and, because i just sat on a plane for two a whole day i'm going to sit on a plane the whole day next so i have a decision to make and i make the decision no walk on one of the last episodes i told myself i told allison and i told the listeners i'm going to do a holy hour i can't do the hour but i can do what i'm going to do it's like it's like right before 4 15 sean i'm staying at a church at a church I have yep. no excuse. I'm staying at a church. It literally just took me going down one of those two staircases, walking, I don't know, 30 feet to go to the church. So finally, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I walk over to church, and I do a holy 45 minutes, right? And <laughs> I,
1: Sean, I can't i tell can't you. And the walk you. there counted as.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, as my walk. That was exactly. The 30 steps over there was, was my exercise for the day. Sean, I can't tell you how good that 45 minutes was. I can't, yeah. I, I, I can't explain if, it. Especially
1: for such a frustrating day.
0: It was so good. It was so peaceful. I was by myself in the church. Um, I, I I did, I was able to pray, I was able to calm down, I was able to like refocus, <laughs> I was able to do a pretty typical like prayer routine for me. I was able to pray specifically about the talk that night, pray yeah. for the people I was gonna be speaking to. Like it was so good, and I left it, and yet I still kind of felt. Like I didn't accomplish what I wanted to do that day, and it
1: was you felt, it was Did just, you feel guilty? Like I, I had I to felt, shorten all that because I because I forgot some stuff.
0: I, I felt. I, I don't know if I felt guilty. I, I like similar to the last segment. Like I was just frustrated with myself, right? Because yeah. I, I made a mistake, or I was frustrated with the situation. So like th- I had to solve three problems, two of which were not user error one of which definitely was right so i'm yeah. mad at myself i never make those mistakes like that like it's it's just it's just frustrating and like it was just, i was just in a hard place to fix those problems la right? da yeah. right um i didn't like the, just the the realization that i was at a church and i couldn't even do a holy hour but now to be fair i fixed what i could i did the 45 minutes but like i didn't do my walk i was just so frustrated with myself and i felt like I, I was frustrated, but at the same time, I was like, "At least I did the 45 minutes, which is more than I've done in a while." So yeah. there was a little bit of relief mixed in with the frustration of like, I, "I I did it. I'm making progress," but it was still pretty apparent that I have more progress to make. What do sure, you think? I talked a lot. That that's the story.
1: It makes sense. I mean, I I could give you all the I could give you all the equivalents of the things that happen in my life like that, and not that I'm here to offer you advice, but. You know, I, I do try to actually my, Sean, myself. I think you
0: are here to share the equivalents in your life. That's storytelling, that's podcasting. And okay. you're also an old an older and wiser and holier man than me. So you really? can most definitely give advice. That's literally what this podcast is, Sean. Yeah. So well
1: will then I'll just do it. Here's what you're doing wrong. No. Um you know, I'll tell you <laughs> I was, I'll tell I was you ready like I was like, okay my my prayer life i'd say is um it's mostly ordered around the uh the divine office like the liturgy of the hours sure um so i play, pray morning prayer and night prayer and night prayer is usually with the boys like my three oldest boys two of them are pretty good at reading um you know they're not like perfect right uh but you know they're good enough to actually like read and kind of half chant most of the um most of the compline prayers and and i'm just really satisfied and happy with them about that and i want to cultivate with them to do that. But I'll tell you what, the time that we get to do it, it's probably like 50% or less at the time. And I feel so guilted because the reasons that I don't do it are only because of me. I mean, first of all, they're like fully under my control. If they're not doing it, well, it's it's clearly because I had something else to do or chose to do something else or I wanted to go to bed earlier, this or that. And I feel guilted about those things, you know, because I'm like, man, this is just one more little way that the devil found his way into my laziness in order to you know not accomplish that with them now, what I was where I was going to stop that and kind of not stop you, but make make kind of a comment there to to adjust the the sense of um al- you know lack of alacrity to get after that prayer is that I think that we can be over scrupulous about our own prayer. We can be over expectant about our own prayer life and say, look, Paul says to pray all the time. Well, there can be a mindset of prayer. You can offer things throughout the day. Um, You can have God on your mind and have kind of a prayer, an active prayer lifestyle, or you can have a very stop it, stop what you're doing and be a contemplative prayer lifestyle. Those add up, but I think like a fraction of the time, we've got to be, you know, a certain portion of the time, whatever it is for each individual, we've got to be very forgiving to ourselves and not allow the devil to get a foothold to say, look, you're so bad at it, you just shouldn't do it. You should quit. And I think that a lot of us, if we really look in the mirror at what we think about ourselves and we miss those moments of prayer, that is our first inclination is to say, look, I'm so bad at it, might as well not, might as well give up. Or I'm not gonna, I, I skipped yesterday, you know, um, you know, I I could just add this to my confession. You know, what's what's gonna what's what's it gonna hurt to do to skip one more prayer this week? But I think that I think that just, you know, we have the Catholic both and right. I think that we need to own up to that. And 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 own it and uh and take responsibility for those moments. But also we don't need to be overscrupulous and say, well, you know, everything is kaput, everything's bad because I couldn't do it this one time. Get back on the horse.
0: I can't get on a horse, my hamstring hurts. <laughs>
1: well, whenever it's right, whenever it's better. <laughs>
0: okay. No, I think that's I think that's very good. I I like your insight. I like that uh, you know, you shared your sage wisdom of, of an old man with me. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think um There was this mix that day of like feeling encouraged because I did it. I did more, but also feeling discouraged that I didn't, you know, it's it's just, I didn't take care of, you know, there's all this stuff we have to take care of. We have to take care of our work selves and our, uh, and our ministry selves and our physical selves and our spiritual selves. And it's like, I I only accomplished some of that when I had, when I thought that day specifically, I was going to be able to do more. But here's where the encouragement came from was ironically enough from editing another podcast you've probably heard of it it's <laughs> called catechism a year right it's, it, yeah. mm. so uh <laughs> we're clo- we're closing up shop here we're we're almost done editing like i'm, I'm closing out my time with For it. the full editing. year yeah it's been it's been great Holy it's moly. been like um it's it's been a really cool experience to be a part of like it's it's opened up some doors like it's just been it's been really cool to be part of and You know, while I'm editing, like, it's pretty hard for something to, like, spiritually break through to me while I'm editing, because, like, I'm listening for ums, ands, uhs, brits, mistakes. I'm not listening for my spiritual edification. But every now and then, spiritual edification edification comes through in any of the podcasts that I edit, right? And, dude, there's something that brought me so much encouragement towards the end of the catechism, and, like, how many people read the end of the catechism? Like, I've just like most people with their Bible, I've started and I've quit, like, you know, by article 200, 300. Like, I, I've i never made it to the 2000s before, shot Yeah, wow. <laughs> and there's this section that, like... I just kind of assumed, my assumption is, and maybe this is some of the scrupulosity stuff that you're talking about, my assumption is that everybody's prayer life is better than mine, that every good Mm. Catholic's, uh, not, not every, every good Catholic's prayer life is better than mine. That's just an assumption that I make, that everybody's praying more than me, everybody's having a better experience than me, and the church... Uh, isn't doing anything to help. And the church just expects me to be praying well. Like that, that, those are just like expectations and like uh, understandings that I have. Right. Right. And I can't tell you how blown away that I, uh, that I am, that I, that I was when I heard this a couple of days ago, that there's an entire section in the catechism, in the prayer section about struggling in prayer, about dryness in prayer, about quitting praying. Like you were, mes- or that you were uh, mentioning earlier. There's yeah. literally like entire, you know, they're like, whatever, uh, paragraphs, articles, whatever you want to call yeah. them, right? The, the, the articles are the bigger ones, the paragraphs, the little ones. Right. But like, there's, I don't know, probably 30 or 40 paragraphs about struggling in prayer and what to do when you're struggling in prayer. And no one has told me this! Like, maybe people have internalized <laughs> these things from the, like like you did. Like, your answer was really good and really encouraging. And it's because you've internalized things from the church and been able to, to share them. But even in our discussions like when we were talking about what we are going to talk about today, you hadn't heard of this section either. Here we are, two people that live in the Catholic world or in the Catholic ghetto of Catholic media and all this kind of stuff, and we hadn't heard that there's encouragement from the church and just an acknowledgement that prayer's
1: hard. <laughs> yeah. And I've been to the two thousands of the catechism. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> It's crazy. So here we go. I've got what I did, and this is uh, the least forte Catholic thing we've, we've ever done. I'm just going to read some of these <laughs> catechism quotes. and we're going to talk about them. Okay. Uh, struggles in prayer. It starts at catechism 27, 25 and goes for, for a while. It says that prayer is both a gift of grace and a determined response on our yeah, part. Yeah, it
1: always. Pre- I want to just stop you there. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it always presupposes effort. Yes, that that seems that that seems like something that the church wouldn't say. It's like, right. oh, it's all God. It's all it's all grace. It's all this stuff. No, it. It's a gift of grace and a determined response on our part. It yeah. always presupposes effort. So when we feel like, oh, like I have quit prayer before because I've been like, this just feels like such an effort. It just feels like it's just me doing the thing and the church in the first section. is just like, yeah, we know.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and they're right. Is it, is it does it, it presupposes effort, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't begin with God. It does emanate like faith. It is a gift. Yeah.
0: yeah. So anytime
1: 100%. you're feeling dry, you can't be like, oh, I'm blaming the Holy Spirit. You got to look at yourself and you got to think, okay, well, this is a gift from God. And of course, I mean, the gift is always present. We're just not always willing to accept it.
0: It continues. The great figures of prayer of the old covenant before Christ, as well as the mother of God, the saints and Jesus himself all yep. teach us this, colon, prayer is a battle. And I'm just like, I,
1: That's everybody, hardcore. Has,
0: everybody has always told me. Like the emphasis, I've heard of like spiritual warfare and spiritual battle, right? And I've even prayed like spiritual battle or spiritual uh, uh spiritual warfare prayers. But what I hear most people talk about with prayer is that it's our relationship with God, it's spending time with God, it's this loving gaze of you towards the Father and the Father towards you. And all that is true, yeah, right? That is true, but it's negating this other side that it's hard and it's a battle and it's a fight, right? Um so it literally I says, love that language. That's oh, great. Dude, it, dude, this is rocking my spiritual world. Why has nobody told me this? I've been struggling in prayer for decades, and nobody told me that I wasn't Because alone. they say, read your catechism,
1: <laughs> and you're like, okay, I won't. <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, I didn't. Um, Some of the best things that we have in our spiritual life are the things that we discover on our own.
0: Prayer is a battle, and literally the next sentence is a question. Against whom? Against whom is this battle? It's against ourselves. <laughs> That's wow. literally what it says. It's against ourselves. We could make a multiple
1: choice game out of this. <laughs> what? Like, what is the primary <laughs> battle in <laughs> prayer? And everybody would immediately choose Satan.
0: Satan, exactly. You know? And he's listed, it does say, and against the wiles of the tempter who does all he can to turn man away from prayer, which is what you said earlier, and away from you with God. But, like, it is a battle also against ourselves. And, like, dude, I can't tell you how fe- how seen I feel that the church is acknowledging this experience that I've had my entire life where I've been trying to pray and struggling with it. Like prayer, even in the best times never really came easy for me. And I always felt bad that everybody's like, it's this loving gaze of the father. I'm like, no, it's a fight for me to stay like not distracted. It's always been a fight for me. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just so good for the church to acknowledge this and be like, dude, I, I always felt so non-Catholic for thinking things that literally is written in the catechism of right. the Catholic church. And here I am saying, oh, it's not Catholic to think that prayer is hard. It's literally written in the book. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Keep going. Uh, I, I am going to keep going. We'll probably skip over some of this, but I have, because I still have a ton of notes. but. Uh, here's the one that I think is the most me ever. And I and I and I, I talked about this problem. Prayer <laughs> is loud. I, yeah, exactly. I talked about this problem, but like the fact that it's it's acknowledged here is just wild to me. This is that other people talk about all these struggles that p- different people have to, have to pray. And it says others overly prize production and profit. Thus prayer being unproductive is useless. And I'm like, dude, like I, I would sure. have never said it because I would have felt bad saying yeah. it, but that's, that's how I like, that's an that's, eloquent way to put it. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the struggle that I've been feeling towards. I could spend time with my family, which feels productive. I right. could be working, which is literally
1: productive right. and making profit. Like, like, or the classic argument, like why pray when God already knows what's going to happen? Like that's <laughs> right. the answer to that. for what, anybody. What's who doesn't, the point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The answer to that for anybody who doesn't know is prayer is to bring a union with God's plan. He's got the plan. We are discovering it.
0: It continues. Finally, some see prayer as a flight from the world and reaction to activism. But in fact, Christian prayer is neither an escape from the re- from reality nor a divorce from life. Wow. Uh, finally, our battle has to confront what we experience as failure in prayer. You ever feel like you're a failure in
1: prayer? <laughs> yeah, often.
0: <laughs> uh, discouragement during periods or dryness, sadness. Uh, Sadness that because of our great possessions, we have not given all to the Lord. We feel disappointed over not being heard according to our own will. We feel wounded pride stiffened. Uh, This is funny. Wounded pride and stiffened by the indignity that is ours as sinners. We literally talked in the first uh, segment about me
1: having wounded pride and your neck being stiffened. (laughs) You know, I all I just want to say it is that's the thing about the catechism that I try to tell people They're probably too afraid to get into this, you know, four or 5,000 page book, right? How many paragraphs are there? Like 2,800? Is that, is that the, the catechism was made not for like the doctors of the church to study from or the bishops to preach from or anything like that. It's made for the common person. And that kind of language, like if I was to tell you a joke or, or something something to do that's funny for one of your talks is, go memorize those paragraphs or whichever ones you want to preach on. Go memorize those and then say them and then be like, aren't those good words? Those aren't mine. Aren't, aren't that's that in awesome? your catechism. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't make any of that up and you guys are sitting here. Cheering and nodding. I want you guys to open your catechism more. Uh, we already talked about how I struggle with
0: pride. I definitely wouldn't give credit where credit is due. I'd be like, yes, clap for me. It's mine. <laughs> I'm not going to tell
1: you. I'll let you discover it on your own. <laughs>
0: It closes uh, on these on these two sections on uh, dryness and distraction, which is kind of funny that we're doing this, Sean. I, we're literally doing kind of what you just said right now. Usually, I'm so prideful about my own words, and now I'm just like, screw what I have to say. Let's just read the catechism, which is like literally what I've made fun of other podcasters for doing. Okay, a distraction reveals to us what we are attached to. I just I get distracted all the time, but it talks about like looking at those distractions it, because if we're distracted in, in prayer, it's revealing what we're attached to uh, and this humble awareness before the lord should awaken our preferential love for him and lead us res- resolutely to offer him our heart to be purified to overcome these obstacles and distractions here's the three things here's the answer that we need to here's the you know, that we need to get over we must battle to gain these three things humility yeah uh, you know you're god i'm not that's what i'm doing in prayer trust in god trust that this prayer is effective trust in him trust in His words the last and, one yeah, you can. Confidence? No, uh, close. Perseverance. <coughs> perseverance. Perseverance. Okay. Perseverance. Like, you know, we talked about at the beginning, kind of like our effort. And like, I feel yeah. like our effort has just been so downplayed by every talk that I've heard about Catholic prayer and how we should pray. And like, here it is in the cat, because I'm saying, saying it over and over and over So again. humility,
1: so, trust, and perseverance.
0: Humility, trust, and perseverance.
1: Just repeat those words. Repeat those words for 60 minutes next time you have your 45-minute your
0: Yeah, I'll do it for 45. (laughs)
1: We'll close with this. Uh,
0: Dryness in prayer. Uh, When you feel dryness in prayer, this is the moment of sheer faith, clinging faithfully to Jesus in his agony and in his tomb, like when Jesus felt far from his father, right? If dryness... Now, now that's like sometimes we've seen in, in in history, like the Lord pulls his presence away from people. Now, do we fully understand that? No, but we've seen that in Jesus. We've seen that in the saints. Sure. Um, but so there's that dryness. There's just like the natural dryness of the, of the spiritual life. But if the dryness is due to a lack of roots, like in the like seed being on onto on all the different grounds, um, because the word has fallen on rocky soil, the battle requires conversion. And where wow. is this conversion going to happen? It's from those three words that we mentioned a second ago, growing yeah. in. Humility, Humility, trust, trust,
1: trust, perseverance Perseverance, right
0: And then dude, it just hit the nail on the head this is the last thing I'll say. And uh, the, the most common yet most hidden temptation is our lack of faith. And that's italicized. Yeah. Our lack of faith. When we begin to pray, a thousand labors or cares thought to be urgent, vie for priority. Once again, it is the moment of truth for the heart. What is my real love? Is it these distractions? Is it the work that I'm focused on? Even the other good things about like, what, you know, what's going on with my family? What am I going to eat later? Am I going to go on my walk? Am I going to take care of myself? Like All those other things, it's like, those are important things. But while I'm in prayer, who do I love? Where, where, you know, whom do you serve? Right. Yeah. Uh, Michael saying, "I will serve." Satan saying, "I will not serve." Like that's literally what they're named after, right? So, yeah. Um, dude, it's it, so 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 good. I I, I could say more, and Sean's like, "You've already said too much." Uh, oh, I but- love this. I <laughs> <laughs> have one of, comment. Yeah, sure. Let me. Let me that, hold hold on. I'm gonna, let you, I'm gonna let you finish the show. But uh there, there's more. I have more notes, but I'm like I'm droning on. But uh catechism 27, 25, um, at, and following and like the rest of that section. And like it's it's just so good, so helpful for me. And I know, like listening to the show, like I know that other people are struggling with this. And this just put words into a way that encouraged me so much. Okay, now you can comment, comment away.
1: I talked I a lot. Now hurt, you can comment. I don't what the comment was, but it went something like this <laughs> is that. Oh, boy. Yeah. You see, I lost it. You're going to have to eliminate this. You're going to have to cut this from the nope, thing. No, I'm not cutting No, it's, it's, that, it's that principle where even, even 30 seconds of an honest, humble prayer can count for more than 30 minutes of absolute, absolute distraction, even in, like, let's say, Eucharistic adoration. You know, some people will say it's okay to fall asleep. Yeah, it's okay to fall asleep, but being distracted is way, way, way worse, and that's that should never be acceptable. But even thirty seconds of a very contrite, humbled prayer should should tell us how valuable it is. It's like whenever you get out of the sacrament of confession and you get like that one Hail Mary, you're like, really? I, I I just confessed that, and you're giving me just one Hail Mary. Like, I feel like I should be walking on my knees to my car. Like that—that's probably an equitable penance for what I did. But it shows us how. Powerful, even a concise, humble prayer can be. That's a comment I want to make.
0: Well, I'm glad that you commented. I'm glad that you're here. And uh, you said I got to
1: finish the show. I, you, you, Who gets I, the I last know, word?
0: I'm literally closing the show <laughs> as we speak right now. I'm literally trying to close it, and you're uh, butting in. You ever, uh, ever
1: sent somebody like word, just word, and they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like I just wanted to have the last word.
0: Oh my gosh, I, we've got to end this. Teddy yes. stuff. This is. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so frustrated i we started the show with anger and frustration now you're frustrated about your prayer life you're I frustrated know.
1: about your hamstring you're frustrated about sean not being able to finish a word Ah man
0: all right well that's the show i'm tell this i'll be back next week
1: that's sean he'll be back in uh
0: four weeks Third, to, 24 to months. 12 months <laughs> <laughs> love you guys thanks for listening uh i hope that you uh hope that something from here was good that you connected with it and that um hope uh, my, my hope for this episode is that you were encouraged in your prayer like i was uh encouraging your struggles in prayer like i was encouraged in my struggles in prayer so uh y'all have a great week love you Say ya Thank y'all for watching and listening today. We really, really appreciate that you guys spend the time with us every week. Uh, if you want to make sure that you don't miss next week's episode, make sure that you are subscribed in whatever podcast platform you are listening to or over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Catholic. We not only get this show, but all other kinds of things as well. Our music, uh, some great talks, our uh, introduction to Catholicism series called Foundations, our pop Culture series. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff over on youtube.com slash for the Catholic. Thank y'all for spending some time with us this week and we look forward to seeing you again very soon. Love you.